You know what's on my mind today? Terror. Or specifically the anti-terror bill. Here on my daily thought bubble. Now, I actually read through the entire anti-terror bill that was recently passed by Congress that's now submitted to the president for his signature. Now, when you read through the entire bill, which is pretty long, it's about 60-something pages, you will probably look at the broad strokes and realize that there's nothing wrong with it when you read through the broad strokes. But when you go through the fine print, then that's when you realize that there's actually a lot wrong with this bill. So let's go over the fine print and what I found wrong with the bill. Now, mind you, I'm not a lawyer, nor do I claim to be one. And that, this is just me as a layperson reading through it and figuring out if there's anything wrong with it or not. So by reading through the fine print, I realized one thing. There were a lot of very vague points that they made, which makes it easy for abuse based on interpretation. So the vagueness for me happens when you talk about intent. By the fact that you just have an intent, even if you don't act on it, you have an intent, you could get the, the courts or even the authorities to say that that's good enough. And then you'd have to fight it in court. But to fight it in court, you'd still be in jail for at least 14 day, days and they can detain you just because they believe that you have intent. They can do that because it's a warrantless arrest. And that's the other problem with it, that they can actually arrest you, keep you detained for 14 days or even more by the mere fact that they just believe that you have the intent. And it also states that it doesn't matter what part of terrorism you're at when you talk about the execution. It doesn't matter what stage it is. It could still be an intent or you writing something down that you wanted to blow up something, regardless of whether you have the capability or not. You could go to jail and without a warrant and they could do whatever they want with you. And that's the scary part about it. So aside from the actual bill itself, what you have to really look at is the government's timing, the government's priorities, and the government's intent. So you have to question that because if you think about it, we are living in the time of a pandemic where there are over a thousand people that have reportedly died from the coronavirus. A thousand people in the Philippines, and that's the ones that have been reported. Remember, there are thousands that are not reported. And with a thousand plus people dead, because of this virus, that should be the priority because that's the real terror in this country right now. That virus is killing people, a thousand Filipinos. Now, when the government doesn't seem to be looking at that as a priority and instead looking as, at terrorists as a priority, you have to think about where, where their head is and where their priorities are. Because if your priority is really to save Filipinos and Filipinos from dying, then you would prioritize bills for this pandemic that would save us from this pandemic. But they're not doing anything like that. As a matter of fact, I think they're failing on the pandemic. And I think they're failing the Filipinos in terms of helping people deal with the pandemic. Now, you also have to look at the intent. The fact that this was rush through Congress, prioritized, rushed, and practically shoved down our proverbial throats. That questions everything about what they intend to do with this law, that they're rushing it, that they're 
shoving it down our throats. And you have to think about that. When how many times have you seen Congress and this executive government take its time on things that they don't care about? They delay everything and they only prioritize things that they feel are important. And therefore, they feel like terrorism is a big threat right now. I wonder why. And then the question that begs to be answered is, who do they consider terrorists that they want to have this approved and signed into law right now? And also, you have to question how the government will use this law. Because if it was maybe a government that was more transparent, that has shown more justice or unbiased execution of the law, then maybe you may be able to say that the law is okay. Maybe. And I'm really stretching it. But the fact is, our government has historically shown time and again its willingness to weaponize the law to silence its critics and those that oppose it. Not only that, this government has also been shown to weaponize the law and abuse the interpretations of the law for its own political gains. They politicize the law and they use it against their own people. And that's the problem. They use it against us Filipinos. So it's quite surprising that even until now, there are still a lot of Filipinos that support this government. I don't think it's a majority, but there are still quite a few, which is still surprising because really, this is a government that has shown time and again that it is willing to use the law and interpret the law as it so wishes to, to be able to make it advantageous for its benefit. Not for the benefit of the people, but for its own selfish reasons. And for those reasons alone, I think that we have to be more careful about such laws as the anti-terror bill. And since our lawmakers are not scrutinizing everything properly nowadays and just willing to be a rubber stamp, it forces us citizens to speak up, to do our part and pick up the slack, their slack. So what can we do as citizens? Number one, do what I did and what other people are doing right now, which is reading up on the damn bill. And that's not our job. That's the job of our Congress representatives. But since most of them don't seem to be doing their job, then maybe we should really start doing it. So after reading up on it, ask questions. Be a critical thinker. Don't just accept whatever you read. Ask yourself those questions. And if you don't know it, discuss it with friends. Learn more about it. Number two, speak up and message your Congress representative, either through social media or through email or a phone call. Let them know what you think. And that's important that you do that. Number three, don't be afraid to speak up. Let your voice be heard on social media. Um, you know, right now we can't protest because of uh, the COVID-19. So social media is the best way to do it. Let your voice be heard and don't be afraid. And number four, the most important one, please, I implore all of you to vote wisely in all future elections. Start thinking about what does a Congress representative do? What does a senator do? And why am I voting for these people? Please stop voting for them because they gave you rice or they gave you money or they helped your, you know, help you in some financial way. That's not a reason to vote for your representative. 
it's nice, but it's not a reason to. You vote for your representative based on their ability to write laws, craft laws, and approve laws. And that's the most important thing, the laws that are meant to protect you and your rights. And that's my Daily Thought Bubble for today. I'll see you guys in the next episode.